welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro-balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy, and strong to carry out your life, okay? (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way, what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times, We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, ladies. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you've been having a great day or are getting ready to have a great day if you're listening to this first thing in the morning. Thank you so much for being here and for choosing to spend time with me when there are so many podcasts you could be listening to. I am very happy you're here. Thank you. I also want to let you know this is the first time I'm going to say it on the podcast that I'm opening up the next round for the eight-week fat loss beginner challenge. This is very exciting and really, truly based on popular demand. (laughs) When people say like, back by popular demand, truly, this was not on the calendar until mid-April, but I've had so much inquiry about when the next round is starting and already several ladies on the wait list um, that I don't even officially have. They've just emailed me. Um, So I'm opening up the next round. It's going to kick off March 20th. So how you can get on the list is the easiest way. It's just by going to healthycatholicmoms.com and under work with me, you can just sign up right there for the eight-week program. If you want more information or want to see what that looks like, you can shoot me an email, Brittany at healthycatholicmoms.com. But eight-week, basically a group coaching style. If you've listened to a bunch of podcasts with me, you've probably heard the spiel, but I teach you how to eat in a macro-balanced way. Kind of interesting, going to lead into a little bit of what we're talking about today. I set you up with a strength training regimen. We have a focus area every single week, like hitting your water goal that we're just all working on that one aspect of health. And then there's a giveaway at the end of every single week. And even if you're not after fat loss, it's a really good just foundational health challenge. So we just set the groundwork for limiting processed food. Again, other things we're gonna talk about today, getting strength training going. So if you're just more in the implementation stage of getting into your health and fitness, this is a great starting point whether you're after fat loss or not, okay? So you can head to the website to check out more information there. Now, this topic, like I said, has come up for so many, from so many different ladies. So maybe you're sitting home and you have had this idea about like, or seen this buzz phrase that's been out, like what is pro-metabolic eating? I had at least four different emails or DMs or questions about it in the past couple months. So I'm excited to hop into it today. Now, my initial 
reaction after reading about what it is and from several different sources and sites. First of all, the jury seems to be out on the research. The research has been pretty limited. It appears that uh, verywellfit.com was letting me know that, that the research is not, you know, super evident here. But another thing that I just noted after just skimming through and reading it is just how much the pendulum swings around or how different terms come into play. And many times like old things are made new again and things have become trendy. And there is always a something to that, right? So we need to look at, I think, any kind of style of eating as like with our lens of, okay, what's the end game here? Are they also trying to like get me to buy something, do something? We've we've seen the swings of Atkins way back in the day. Now it's just repackaged as a low carb diet, repackaged as keto, repackaged as, you know, paleo was similar, but then keto was way more extreme of way higher fat and less carbs. Like, um, you know, Mediterranean's been around forever. That's, I think, one of the older terms that we've heard. But other things come and go, and def- definitely other huge diet plan systems like Octavia, Nutrisystem, Jenny Craig, all these things, like Slim Fast, Weight Watchers. We've seen a lot, okay? And then, but in general, just even the certain styles of eating, I think, get a new named slap slapped on them. Um, Intermittent fasting was a huge trend, still having its moment. So there's many, many trends. And today we're going to just delve into and talk about what this trend is. And then just I'm going to give my opinion on it. First and foremost, what I say with any type of eating plan, diet, whatever you want to call it, your nutritional intake, for it to work, it needs to be sustainable for you. So if you want to try intermittent fasting, but you love to eat right when you wake up or you like to have a drink a couple nights a week with your husband late at night when the kids go to bed, whatever, certain things are just not going to fit your life because they're not going to fit in those parameters. Same thing with like keto. If you're supposed to be eating very, very tiny, low carb, but a lot of times you're out of control of what food is offered because you have a lot of family parties or this and that, and you know like you're not going to actually be in ketosis, you're going to be doing a medley of it then keto is not the plan for you. So first and foremost, any nutrition plan has got to fit your life and be sustainable. Okay, so with all that being said, I looked up, somebody dropped something definitely upstairs. I'm recording in the basement. There's a lot going on up there. I apologize for outside noise if you're hearing it. But okay, this is according to, I thought this gave a really thorough definition without getting too scientific. Happyhomehappyheart.com says, what is the pro-metabolic diet slash what is pro-metabolic eating? All right. Let me get to the actual definition of it as I swipe. Sorry, I had this up, but you can scroll with me. Okay, first and foremost, foremost, I really dislike the term diet when referring to pro-metabolic eating because it's not a fad diet. It's a lifestyle. It's been around for quite a while. This is already my initial reaction when I just read about this. I was like, oh, right, so eating healthily. Okay, <laughs> that's my overall takeaway. But um, again, I think we just kind of threw a new term on it so that People can sell supplements and things like that that go along with it. In a nutshell, this is again according to happyhomehappyheart.com. In a nutshell, pro-metabolic eating is simply eating traditional foods that nourish and support your cellular metabolism and avoiding foods that damage or harm your cellular metabolism. Pro-metabolic eating is feeding our bodies the way that they were designed to be fed. And then she goes a little bit into what is metabolism and how metabolism works. So it gets a little more scientific about the breakdown. Uh, Then she goes through the signs of a healthy metabolism, which might help you to read. This is something that when we do go through things like the eight-week challenge or we talk about in the Chasing Greatness group, we do mention it's kind of what I've talked about even in previous episodes as non-scale victories. Like, okay, do you have good digestion? Do you 
typically is your blood sugar pretty stabilized? You're in a good mood. You have energy throughout the day. You sleep well. Those are things I've always and continue to ask as a sign of a good metabolism. And then again, with strength training, like is your strength going up? Do you feel stronger? And she goes through the signs of a slow metabolism, which are basically the opposite. Poor digestion, weak immune system, insomnia, depression, anxiety. These are these can be signs of a slow metabolism. So then she says, benefits of a pro-metabolic diet. There are many benefits when you're providing your body with proper nourishment. You can expect your body to function properly. Then she talks about some of the things that she has seen as positives. Okay, what are pro-metabolic foods? So what are they telling you to eat on a pro-metabolic diet? Pro-metabolic foods are foods that contain bioavailable nutrients and minerals, are easy to digest, and increase metabolic function rather than inhibit it. Then she made a list. This is it seemed like that was pretty much the definition across the board, but then according to her, these are some of the best pro-metabolic foods. Raw carrots, beef and liver from grass-fed cows, white potatoes, orange juice, organic eggs, raw milk from grass-fed cows, raw cheese from grass-fed cows, raw butter from grass-fed cows, <laughs> bone broth, coffee, shellfish, white fish, coconut oil, fruit, beets, white rice, honey, maple syrup. And then she talks about how a lot of these foods have been demonized throughout the years, but then she lists as the foods, the worst foods for your metabolisms are foods that are high in polyunsaturated fatty acids, which are called PUFAs for short, okay? They are highly unstable and begin to oxidize when they're exposed to light, heat, and oxygen, so that is not very good for the human body, which is very warm and requires oxygen. PUFAs are known to, again, we don't know research-wise, but are known to slow your thyroid and decrease cellular energy, and saturated fats, believe it or not, are a much healthier option. PUFAs are in so many foods. And then she lists all the foods. And this is a lot of what I've been talking about and trying to stay away from. Seed oils, sunflower oil, corn oil, canola oil. It's basically all of those oils. What did surprise me when I read this list was that almond butter was on the list. And when I've talked to any holistic nutritionist throughout the years, the vast majority of them, meaning all of the ones I've talked to, have uh, highly regarded almond butter, walnut butter, cashew butter, macadamia nut butter, and put those ahead of peanut butter and just said peanut butter is not the best for you because of the mold concern, but that those butters are fine. So it's interesting that almond butter was on this list. I wonder if that is because it has usually has like a sunflower oil or something with it. Um, and then she talks about how, yes, because the poofas are pretty much in everything. And then there's some other just random rules that seem to go along, not random, but nutrition guidelines that go along with the pro-metabolic diet, and that's eating within 30 to 60 minutes after waking, uh, not drinking coffee on an empty stomach was on there, eating every three to four hours, yeah, only drink coffee after a meal, eat the right amount of carbs, fat, and protein. So interesting, because then when I looked up some other sources, I think according to Very Well Fit, they had an example of a couple different versions of pro-metabolic eating, basically saying like you can eat a higher protein option. Was it a higher protein? I want to say the wrong thing. Or a higher, this is, again, still pretty new in term to me. Let me pull that one up for you. If you're still along for the ride here, just pretend like we're just, you know, sitting around chatting. So now this is according to verywellfit.com, which I've used before for uh, figuring out the macros for recipes and things like that. Yep. Okay. So they cite that there are three different metabolic types, the protein type, the carbo type, and the mix type. The protein type has a fast metabolism, carb type has a slow metabolism, and mixed type has an average metabolism. People who eat with their metabolic type in mind will vary their diet based on the speed of their metabolism, with protein types needing slower digesting foods and carb types needing foods that digest quickly. 
Here's a closer look at each metabolic type. And then it gives some examples of if you were the protein type, foods that you would eat, and you would eat slower digesting foods like fat and protein. So this looked very kind of paleo and keto where like, for example, you're seeing omelets, leafy greens and salmon, grilled steak with a small serving of brown rice. So you're eating minimal carbs and they, they give what the macro breakdown would look like. 45 to 50% protein, 20% fat, 30 to 35% carbs. And then the carbo type would eat higher carbs, 70 to 80% of calories coming from carbs, 5 to 10% from fat, and 15 to 20 from protein. And then it gives some examples of that. And that's looking a lot more like whole grain toast and oatmeal and those kinds of things. And the mixed type, say it's people with an average metabolism, and they can go more of a 40 to 45 percent of calories from protein, 50 to 55 from carbs, and 10 to 15 from fat. Now, this was interesting to me because in reading it, none of these examples told me how (laughs) to figure out which type you're supposed to be. So I'm wondering if that part is still up to you to determine or if they sell tests or things like that to do. I'm not sure about that. It does say this is lower down in the article on Very Well Fit. The pros of the metabolic typing diet, most health professionals agree with the basis of the metabolic typing diet that no single diet works for all. However, the strictness of the food plans for the diet types makes it hard to follow long term. Uh, Good parts about it are that it limits processed foods like refined carbs and sugar. Cons of the metabolic typing diet are that it lacks evidence. So this is what I was talking about earlier. It said research for this type of diet is sparse. It might not actually a questionnaire. Okay, one small pilot study published in 2008 found that the question that the questionnaire the diet uses, okay, to determine your metabolic type, I guess that answers my question. I should have read it better about how to determine your metabolism type might not actually accurately reflect a person's actual metabolic processing. Well, that's kind of a no no crap Sherlock <laughs> to me of the like, you're right. You answer your questionnaire on it. You don't have hard evidence to back it up like a blood test or stool test or something like that. So I guess you're just kind of guessing which metabolic type you were, like figuring out your own Enneagram, you're just kind of taking a questionnaire, is what it appears to me, okay? Another con is that it tends to be restrictive because if you are finding in any diet that severely limits specific macronutrients or food groups may lead to nutrient deficiencies. Additionally, restrictive diets are hard to follow in the long term. Uh, And then lastly, it said it includes foods high in saturated fat and this is just such a hot button issue where you just have people on two sides disagreeing about this of that some will say eat no animal products because they're high in saturated fat. The, the animal products that are some camps will say don't eat any of that. Some will say it's fine as long as you're not eating processed foods like high sugar and high carb along with it. So there we have it. Um, again, I'm very, very much not versed in this. I know a lot about other diet types like paleo, like keto, like intermittent fasting, like Weight Watchers. I have personal experience with some of these. My takeaway, what do I recommend overall? Start with that. Maybe if you're newer here, you might not know. I recommend in general through my programs, through one-on-one training, through the eight-week program I talked about in our Chasing Greatness monthly group, I recommend 80% whole clean foods, 20% treats and indulgences. So that looks like 80% of your food coming from the ground or from a mother, right? And 20% could be anything from Cheetos to bourbon to a donut, <laughs> okay? And the range is up to you that maybe this is this looks like in a day. Maybe you eat very healthily all day, but then you have 
a glass of bourbon at night. Maybe you eat very healthily all week, but you have pizza and ice cream at one meal together. Not a cheat day, but pizza and ice cream and one meal together on the weekend. And then your week as a whole looks like 80-20. Okay, that's what I typically promote. Now, there are tons of tenants with this pro-metabolic eating that I absolutely agree with and that I think I was also incorporating in this style when I work with people. Like, for example, when I'm helping you determine your macros, we start out with however many calories you're already ballparking around. And then I do have a set number of protein. This is where I think I diverge a little bit in my thinking that I do think there is a gram target, a gram range of protein that is best for most people. If, here's the big caveat, if you're living the active lifestyle that I also promote along with it. So if you're actively strength training four to five times a week and you're moving and all of these other things, you typically, and you want to have some muscle mass to protect your bones and whatnot, that you would eat around that target range of protein. But within that, I have always promoted and worked with people one-on-one to figure out what the best balance of carbs and fat are for them. And the only way that we do that is setting targets and moving the targets according to questioning them. So it's interesting that even actually that this uses a questionnaire and basically I'm doing that with clients like, well, how did you feel on that? Did you have energy? What do you naturally tend to eat more of? Or I'll see that looking at their food logs. Well, you naturally eat a lot more guac and olive oil and things and you're not really hitting your carb target. So let's bring your fat up a little bit and bring your carbs down a little bit or vice versa. You seem to be feeling best, feeling strong in your workouts when you're having, you know, oatmeal at breakfast and doing your workout after and versus when you're having omelets, you're telling me that you're super tired and sluggish or you're not feeling full. And you, some people have said that to me before, like I I need more carbs to feel full. And whereas most of us would think of that as needing protein and fat. So what I totally agree with, and it's seems to be promoted by the pro-metabolic diet is that there is just a, a diversity among all of us that it might not be backed by science. We might not be able to prove why we feel the way we do, but we just know ourselves and know that we feel best when we don't eat X or when we eat more of Y. And sometimes it's a, that's just the way it is, is the answer. And I've even heard very distinguished, learned people, um, Dr. Lane Norton is one of them who I don't agree with every single thing he says either, but he's very you know, has tons of degrees in research. He has, you know, got his doctorate in the area of nutrition. And even I was listening to a podcast that he was on recently. I don't remember which one or I would share it with you. And he even said like, yep, there's still some individuality in the fact that, okay, if you just feel better eating X, like that is also legitimate, even if you have nothing else to back it up, right? So it's just kind of like experimenting. So in general, I think absolutely. And and it was interesting because the ladies that wrote me and asked my opinion on it and wanted me to share my opinion, said it seems to line up a lot of what you you agree with with macros. And I do. So I think to kind of sum it up and bring it together, I what I think the pro-metabolic is doing that I don't encourage is just totally saying some things are totally off limits, like refined sugars, whereas I'm saying it's okay to have these sometimes in moderation. Where I agree with them is just like where I agree with paleo, where I agree with super clean eating, is that none of these things are doing a good for you. It's pretty across the board that alcohol doesn't do anything positive for you. That seed oils or refined sugars like donuts, you know, from fast food place, whatever, um, not made yourself with really quality ingredients, just to clarify, that they're not doing anything good for you. So yes, you could put those on the list of I am never going to eat these because I want to be healthy. 
the reason I don't and the reason I promote what I promote is that most of us can't do that forever. And so then we're very extreme. We're pro-metabolic eating for six months and then we're doing whatever for three months or six months. And then we hop back on something, intermittent fasting to try to drop fat quickly. And then keto's all the rage. And I think that a lot of these just different like terms can, can put us on, when we say absolutely not or absolutely never to some foods, I think it makes us then have a more all or nothing mentality if we're on the plan or we're off the plan. If you can be like that all the time, 24-7, and you're committed to that, which you can be, you absolutely could be, you know, with any eating plan, right? You could show up to a kid's birthday party where you know there's going to be pizza and you bring your own food or you eat before or you eat after. There are, we all have choices and we all have options. So that's kind of my takeaway from this is it's a great idea. You know, it's, I agree with the eating according to what your body needs. I think that, yeah, maybe beyond the questionnaire, you just need to do more questioning with your body of how do I feel best? Just taking note of things, right? Um, I've shared before, I just know I don't feel the best after I drink a beer or after I have a piece of pizza made with white flour. Like there's just certain things that bloat me or give me stomach pains or whatever, but that sometimes I still have. My husband and I went out on a date last night for the first time in three months and I had a beer, you know, but if we're at home, maybe I'm going to choose something else because I don't want to have those stomach pains. But like, all right, we haven't done it in a while. I just know that that's going to happen, right? And then I don't, you know, think long term again, having totally off limit foods is sustainable for most of us. Okay. So in general, lots of great things there. I do agree with, I tend more toward what pro-metabolic is promoting than something like intermittent fasting. And I think if you're trying to kind of combine both, which again, my ladies who mentioned this, I think I've said again, 74 times on this episode. I'm so sorry to see the transcript and be like, oh my goodness, find a new word. But that is actually the reaction I got from some of the ladies who wrote me about this too was it seems in line with you. And then also I'm just kind of trying to merge both. If I was trying to merge what I promote with this, it pretty much directly lines up. It's that 80% of your food is going to be those clean foods, like on their clean food list. And then instead of on their never eat list, that would be in your 20%. And then I think figuring out the unique balance of macros for your body is pretty much what they're trying to get you to do in a different way, phrased in a different way than, you know, just, you don't have to put yourself in the box of I am the mixed type, I am the this type, that kind of shakes out in your macros. You could see that looking at your macros. Oh, I tend toward higher carb. Oh, I tend toward higher fat. And again, we're determining that based on how you feel and what your nutrition is normally looking like. I think what this is also doing, pro-metabolic in, in its label, is making sure your quality of foods is there where where the whole macro concept originated, the big phrase, if you search on Instagram or on Google or whatever, I-I, nope, I-F-F, if it, I-I-F-Y-M, <laughs> I had to think that went through, I haven't typed in a while, if it fits your macros, turned into a more of a junk food diet where it was like, you can eat whatever you want as long as it fits your macros. And I've just never subscribed to that. I've always considered myself a fusion of clean eating meets tracking macros. And I think that this eating plan pretty much exactly lines up with that. Pretty much exactly other than demonizing foods. Again, other tenants, yep, don't have coffee on an empty stomach. You should pair it with something so you don't get jittery. Most people do well eating every three to four hours to keep their blood sugar stabilized versus long periods of fasting. I don't subscribe to the idea of intermittent fasting. So in general, it gets a thumbs up for me. I just would recommend not making anything so extreme that something's a never 
but know thyself. And if you don't feel best on something, that's great to limit or maybe totally avoid it. So that's my little synopsis. I hope that did it justice. If you have any further questions, feel free to email me, Brittany at healthycatholicmoms.com. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you ladies next episode.